This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Many of us appreciate the hard work performed by first responders. You know, we're talking about paramedics, EMTs, firefighters, and more. Their mission is to save lives. But on today's show, we will spotlight four-legged first responders and a very important organization who's dedicated to helping these dogs spend their retirement years in great homes and in great health. Please welcome to the show from the Mission Canine Rescue Group, Bob Bryant. Welcome to the show, Bob. Good morning, Arden and crew. It's great to be here. I appreciate the opportunity to wax eloquently about our mission. Strap yourselves in, everybody. I think we're going to have a good time with Bob. We're going to learn more about the Mission Canine Rescue, but we first got to take this break so you all know the drill. Sit, stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Hey, Pet Pals, Arden Moore here from the Old Behave Show, talking to you about a great company called Natural Farm. They make all-natural dog chews and bones, yum-yum for the dogs. They are single ingredients, they're very nice to the environment, and they support a lot of animal welfare groups. Check them out for your dogs. They're bully sticks, gullet sticks, collagen sticks, and peanut butter, chicken, and other flavors. You get to choose what chew for your dog, go to naturalfarmpet.com. Pause up. Use promo code BEHAVE15 for 15% off store-wide. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is Bob Bryant. His fancy title is Chief Technology Officer at Mission Canine Rescue. Welcome to the show, Bob. Thank you. That title is uh, basically not even worth a cup of coffee. I had to uh, accept something to make uh, whoever happy. So the CTO, I'm a co-founder. I I manage all of our uh, technology. I deal with our donations, funding, uh, operations, things like that. Well, we do also want to give a salute to the president. That would be Kristen Maurer. Is that correct? Kristen Maurer and our VP, Louisa Kastner. They're actually the ones that do all the hard, heavy lifting in this work. Those ladies have been doing this for 
over 12 years now. You can find them in the middle of the road, God knows where. In fact, I think they're, they've been in and out of Canada three times in the last two days. We've just brought back a group of dogs that were held by the Taliban in Afghanistan. We're finally starting to get a few of those dogs out, and it's, uh, con- it's, it's more convenient to bring them from that part of the country than to try to fly them into Houston or something like that. So they can be on the side of the road sleeping in a van full of dogs at any time. Uh, I don't know how they do it, but they do it. That's a capital D for dedication. Let's yep. put this gear in reverse just a minute because I do want to get back to that. Tell people what the heck is Mission Canine Rescue. And after the show, everybody, please visit the nonprofit. It's mission, the letter K, the number nine, rescue.org. And Mission K9 on Facebook has most of our most frequent activity. I'm unfortunately a very lax blogger. I've got to get some more up on our website. Uh, You know, I think Facebook will take care of all of it, but it doesn't sometimes. Uh, Mission K9 is an organization based out of Houston, Texas. We were formed in late 2012, so we're a little bit over 10 years old now. We bring military contract civilian, other varieties of working dogs, Customs Border Protection, uh, TSA, from all over the world when they're disposition to retire. Our mission is to rescue, reunite, rehabilitate, repair, or rehome any dog that is served in subcapacity as we may be called on to do so. And that's what we do. We brought home over 1,250 dogs in the last 10 years, and over 640 have been reunited with handlers that they served with. All right. So what gave you all the idea to do this? Because this is not an easy task. Have you been involved with it from the beginning? Yes. Crystal and Louisa actually were part of a previous organization that unfortunately had an executive director that did not have the foresight to understand that she had to spend money to make money. And when the going got tough, uh, she got going. And they did not want to abandon their mission. Uh, I've reached out to them totally uh, as a third party. Uh, I work in the credit card processing business. I provide merchant services primarily for e-commerce merchants. I save a lot of money to people that deal with government contractors. There's data that's not identified with most systems that can save them a percent or more, thousands of dollars a month. I was approaching large groups that I found on Facebook about sharing this work with the agreement that I would fund them with a portion of the residual income for life. Uh, They liked it. We got started. And then when the other organization folded, Kristen called me up and said, hey, we don't want to stop this. We want to keep going. Will you help us? And I said, yes. And here we are 10 years later. This is a tough job, especially you had to get through COVID. You have to deal with different countries. I mean, there's a lot of things that you have to do. We're going to dive into the the five R's that you talked about in a little bit, but were you in the military, Bob? No, I was not. I was a gap baby. I was a little bit too young for Vietnam. My lottery number was 11 when I went in and they didn't have another draft round. And then I got busy. Life got in the way. Time Iraq came around. I was too old. They didn't want me. I want you, Bob. I want you here on the show. Had I the chance to do it over again, I would have enlisted. I'm probably on Marine Corps. All but right. then, you know, a lot of probably could have, would have, should have, didn't. That's okay. You're doing now. I have great respect for our service members, and I can't thank yes. them enough for serving. I do, too. I come from a military family, so I totally get that. 
these dogs, I mean, things have changed. Things weren't so great for military dogs or working dogs like 20 years ago. What are some things that are better for these dogs? And in part to a group like yours, Mission Canine Rescue, they would help them detect bombs on the field. And then what happened to these dogs two decades ago? Well, let's look back at 2009. That was when a law called Robbie's Law was enacted. 2009 and prior, um, most dogs that had any type of problems or did not have a handler to go to or a handler could not adopt them were euthanized by the military. And 2009 stopped that. However, the military did not pay for or provide transportation for dogs retired outside of the continental United States. But here in the U.S., they wouldn't transport them anywhere. If a corporal that had his working dog, a dog can have up to five handlers. And generally, generally the last handler is the one that adopts the dog. But sometimes the handler could have small children or, you know, maybe still be in the military. And it's just not a good fit. So one of the other handlers would step in and adopt. But the military provided no help with transport assistance if a dog was in Korea. What corporal do you know that's got $4,000 to bring a dog home? There's just not any. So why was it called Robbie's Law? Uh, Robbie was the name of a dog that was saved from euthanasia. It just uh, happened to be called that. uh, I can't give you the exact reason, just one of those government things. I can tell you, though, that in 2016, when Obama was president, he signed a portion of the National Defense Authorization Act that within it included a provision that military dogs retired outside of the continental United States would receive a trip home. Well, the military got around that, you see. They Uh decided that a forward operating base was U.S. soil. So we fought this for the last six years now. We're getting some good results from various branches of the military in certain places. Uh, We're fortunate that uh, most of the time, if a dog's coming from Japan, if there's more than one, the military will put them on a rotator flight. So it doesn't cost us any money. Now, we still bear the cost of stateside transport once they get here, but it's better than having to pay 6000 bucks a pop to bring a dog from Japan. I'm just thinking these dogs have literally given their lives on the battlefield. They are working dogs. They are military dogs. So you depend on donations, right? That's correct. And I'm proud to say that we spend 92 cents out of every dollar on our work. We may spend too much money because back in November of last year, it got a little dicey. We had over a dozen requests to bring dogs home and there was not enough month at the end of the money. So we had to go into overdrive, really do some fundraising, but uh, everybody stepped up, stood up, and we made it over the hump. So how can people help? Because there are different ways. Sure, they can open up their wallet, but what are some things they can do for Mission Canine Rescue? The best thing that somebody can do for us is to tell everybody they know about what we do and ask them to support. Due to the nature of our dogs, we seldom foster because, uh, you know, every family is very particularly specially vetted to handle a particular dog that they might want to adopt. Uh, For instance, we're not going to put a bike trained dog in a home with small children or a dog that's absolutely psycho toy crazy. They don't distinguish the fact that, you know, there's a toy in the kid's hand rather than just a toy. And before you know, you've got a problem. Thankfully, we haven't run into that, but 
but we're not going to because we're real careful about what we do with the dogs in our placements. Let's talk about these dogs because, you know, there's all different types of trained dogs. And, you know, these dogs are really on a mission. Typically, they're what, German Shepherds, Belgian Malinois? What are they? The primary dog that the military and private contractors use for military work in general is the Belgian Malinois. We call them basically fur missiles. They're lighter. Fur they're missiles? Fur missiles, yes. They're lighter, they bite harder, they're faster than a German Shepherd, uh, and they're crazy. And they're absolutely borderline psycho, but they're excellent working dogs. German Shepherds uh, come in a close second. They're trying to breed out the predisposition breeder's desire to have the low-slung hips. And you know, oh, yeah. too many dogs get hip dysplasia. They're trying to get that aspect out of their breeding. We also see uh, Labrador Retrievers, a lot of explosive detection, drug detection dogs search and rescue. We see German short-haired pointers, and uh, we also see some beagles at the airport. Uh, why do you think TSA uses German short-haired pointers instead of German shepherds and Malinois? I don't know. Tell me. Tell me for 200, please. They're not as scary looking. Oh, the GSPs aren't so scary. Okay. And that in the labs. You know, everybody wants to pet the lab or pet the GSP. One of the smallest working dogs I've ever seen is a Jack Russell Terrier. Tell me My what you, dog tell is me a what, Jack Russell Terrier mix. Yes, tell go me, for it. Tell me where you think that dog works. Um, Probably something underground. Well, you're getting warm. How about underwater? There's Ooh. submarine drug detection dogs. And Are you explosive kidding detection me? Dogs. No, I'm not kidding. Are they set up with a little uh, scuba gear? What, what are you talking about? Oh, no, 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 no. Don't, don't get me wrong. No, they're in the submarine. They're not in a diving suit. I'd like to see them do that. That would be I cool. would too. But really, so what is it about the JRTs, the Jack Russells, that make them better underwater? It's the size. It's the dog's ability to get in small niches in the sub at every nook and cranny. When the Jack comes on board, the sailors get nervous. Oh, I did not know that. That's cool. You know, you have a non-boring job, wouldn't you say, Bob? I love what I do. I do many things, but uh, Mission K-9 is by far my passion. Well, I can hear it in your voice. Everyone, we're speaking with Bob Bryant. He is with Mission Canine Rescue. I want you to go to missioncaninerescue.org. Their Facebook is Mission Canine. Is that right? That's right. And we're going to learn more after we take this break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Hi, this is Steve Wozniak, and I would love to invite you to listen to the Obehave Show by Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot 
just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to OBA. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the OBA show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I have a new friend. His name is Bob Bryant, and he is doing quite a mission. He and his group at Mission Canine Rescue, they're bringing back hard-working military and other types of dogs, contract dogs that have served for us to keep us safe and other things. And now they're getting close to be gray muzzled and they need to find a home. And like you were saying before, these dogs don't just land in any home. It's not an easy, you've got to really be particular, but you have the five R's to peaceful retirement for these working dogs. You want to go through it? Sure. We rescue any dog that's in in need of that, no matter where they might happen to be. What most people don't realize, while military dogs get pretty much Cadillac treatment, vet care, good food, the contract working dogs are very prone to contractors that are short-sighted that run out of money. When they run out of money, the dogs are the first to suffer. We find that they don't get proper vet care. uh, They're kenneled way too long. We've received Belgian Malinois that should weigh 65 pounds that weigh 35 pounds because they just forget about them. Uh, Some very, just some horrific cases, and we nurture them back to health. And that's part of the second R, that is rehabilitate. We will give any dog the rehabilitation they need to make them suitable for adoption to have a comfortable life. Just whatever it is, it doesn't matter. We brought back dogs from Turkey recently Every last one of them could have had heartworm treatments. Do you think they got it? No. Mm-hmm. Every last one of them presented with heartworms, that's $2,500 to $3,000 a crack to get those dogs over. Plus, they have to be crated the whole time. It is it's a, a horrific, it's yes, horrific it's a treatment. And we have some adopters that, that will do that for us. We will rehome any dog that needs to be rehomed. Uh, back just today, we're picking up a military dog from a handler that has small children who's realized that it's not a good fit. And we're going to take that dog to another handler who is able to care for it. We will repair any dog that needs it in whatever capacity. Uh, same thing with the rehabilitation, whether it's PTSD or a physical problem, we take care of them. That's it. Rescue, reunite, rehabilitate, repair, and rehome. Yeah, I was trying to do it. Rescue, reunite, rehabilitate, rehome, and repair. Repair. There we go. Yeah, reunite. We didn't touch that. We will reunite any working dog that has a handler that wants them and has the ability to take care of them. And uh, you can search for military dog reunion on Google. Uh, or uh, YouTube, you can see lots of coverage of dogs being reunited with their soldier handlers. I love that. There was one on your site, and it was uh, a woman that served in the Air Sultan. Force. Yes, Sultan, yes. Yes, tell us the Sultan story, because that one was a good one. They were apart for, what, three or four years? About three years, and she learned that Sultan was ready for retirement. She didn't have the funds to get him home, so we reached out to us. We grabbed him. I don't remember where he was, maybe Korea. I'm not certain. I yeah, didn't. It was, I, I thought so, yeah. Yeah, Kristen and Louisa are actually the ones that do the reunions, and uh, they would know exactly, but no, they were reunited, and uh, it was just great. It's just like a love again at first sight, at second sight, just like they'd never been apart. It was a wonderful reunion. You know, you talk about in the military the expression, get my six, you know, protect anything behind Cover me. Six. I'm betting that these dogs are always there to protect your six, right? Yes. The dogs that are patrol trained definitely will do it. Uh, 
the bomb dogs, just the pure uh, drug dogs, maybe not, but any dog that's trained for personal protection does provide that. When I walk my German Shepherd, I literally have to keep my head on a swivel. He will nail anybody that comes close to us. In fact, when I first got him, I didn't know his nature. One of my friends who has a hearing problem hadn't seen me in a year, came up, he started waving to me. And I said, Richard, Richard, stay there. And Navy is laying down. And next thing I know, Richard reaches up, up comes Jaws. I turned, took it. And he, he looked at me and he said, did that dog just bite you? I said, yes, sir, he did. He said, was that dog trying to bite me? Yes, sir, he was. I couldn't be mad at Navy. He did exactly what he was trained to do. And I've, I've still got a nice little scar to show his love. Navy? Navy. Canine Navy. His name was Demon when he came to the police force in a city called Longueuil, Canada. It's a little city in, in the Montreal, Quebec region. And they thought Demon was a little bit uh, too much. So they decided to call him Navy. Well, I'm kind of glad, you know, you called him Navy. How old is Navy now? Navy was retired early. There were some issues with the handler. And in Canada, bite trained dogs cannot be adopted. They are euthanized. And his kennel masters heard about us. They didn't want that to happen because he was a very special dog. And I got in touch with him. And we had an old Belgian Malinois named Anubis that was on his last leg. Literally, we knew he was going to pass. And there was no better way to get over a good dog than to get another good dog. So we flew to Vermont. They drove him across the border. We picked him up. We drove him back six days across the United States. And he's been with me for three years now. Are you in Houston? No, I float between Thousand Oaks, California and Texas. I'm in Thousand Oaks, California right now. We have a big base uh, out here down at Coronado Island, uh, a marine base. Oh, I know. Also, I was in Oceanside, uh, Oceanside. for 15 yeah. years. Yeah. Camp Pendleton. Yep. Yes. I lived a mile from there. Yes. We have a lot of dogs coming out of Oceanside, the naval base down at Coronado, and we get dogs out of there. Plus, we have huge support in this area. So it makes good sense for me to be here. And I have a couple of businesses that I operate here and I go back and forth between here and Texas. How has Navy made you a better person, Bob? He's made me, he's made me pay attention. He reminds me that I have to keep my eyes and ears open at all times and be fully aware of the surroundings. It forces me to be alert because I can be a little deep TV sometimes and it helps. And for these people, the different handlers is a priority who gets the first dibs on a dog. Yes. But like you said, sometimes they may have a, a child or some businesses, but I don't think the love for that dog has diluted from the different handlers they may yeah. have, right? No, that's true. Technically, the first handler has the first choice, but again, many times it's the, the current handler that adopts the dog. And a lot of them have agreements. If the other handlers want to visit, you know, they always make time available if they want to come and see their pup. And you touched upon something that is in a lot of veterans and that's PTSD. And it's yep. also in some of these dogs because of the horrific situations. How hard is that to deal with the stress and post-traumatic stress disorder in a four-legger? Uh, you have to work on it slowly. You have to introduce them to new things slowly. You have to get them conditioned to new people, new activities, uh, being taken in and out of their kennel, uh, living in a house, being potty trained. Uh, most dogs resolve 90% of their PTSD after they stay with us for 
two or three months while they're being ready for adoption. Uh, some don't. Uh, we've got a couple that are lifers. We really don't, uh, we're not set up to uh, house dogs permanently. We try to adopt them out. There's a couple of sister organizations that do take dogs that are hospice cases and have extreme behavioral problems that would otherwise still be euthanized by the military. If a dog's got a multiple bite record, that's a, it's a problem. And sometimes we try to mitigate that when we can. So for a guy that's handling credit cards to what you're doing now, you're banking on that these dogs are going to get a good retirement. I mean, what do you think about, did you think you would ever get involved in something like this? Oh, if you'd have told me I'd have been bringing dogs home 12 years ago, I'd have told you you were nuts. I never thought about it, but I, but I fell in love with what they did, and I wanted to be a part of it. And it's been my pleasure to help raise money to support the organization all these years. I've done a few readings myself when they get busy. It's a blast. Uh, people, everybody wants to pet the dog. I mean, Southwest, I know Southwest has got kind of a not real good rep. Let's hear something nice about Southwest, I'm Bob. I'm going to tell Come you on. something nice about Southwest. <laughs> Southwest rolls out the red carpet for our organization and our dogs. Our dogs are allowed to fly in cabin up at the bulkhead seat. They're never charged. And they always announce that the dog is on board. The dog generally gets a standing ovation. And uh, sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's not, depending on the dog. But we've only had one oops in 10 years. And that's where, let's just say, uh, one made a little mess, but uh, that was cleaned up. Well, you know, piddle happens, piddle happens. But I like that oh, yeah. you you said something else about Southwest Airlines. They probably really appreciate you right now, Bob. Yeah, they're a great airline. Everybody's got their growth issues. And right now they've got a big one. And I hope they're able to mitigate it. Well, we want everybody to please go to missioncaninerescue.org. Please see, there's probably some things on your site that people can go to if they want to make a monetary donation. Do you have like any kind of fundraisers you want to mention coming oh, yeah. up? Well, if they will, uh, they can also apply for adoption there. We, de- we need good adopters. Let me tell you who we need. We need individuals and families that have time to spend with a high drive dog that will take him out or her out, walk them, run them, play with them, talk to them. Make them a part of the family. These dogs aren't. Stick them in the backyard and forget them dogs. And also, it's critical. We need adopters that will provide the funding for senior dog vet care. Most of these dogs are 8 plus. Some of them 9 plus, 10 plus. You never know how long you're going to have with them. But we want their time on this earth to be the best possible. And we strive to find the best adopters. The best adopters don't have a house full of dogs and cats. They may have one, and unfortunately, the ones that want to adopt the most are the ones that have a ton of animals because they love dogs, but most of our dogs don't like other dogs. Yeah, this is a different mission, and you have to provide mental and physical stimulation to these dogs, and the dogs got to know that you're in charge, too. You asked about fundraising. Just so you and your audience knows, to operate Mission Canine Rescue at a very a low salary level. None of our partners, none of my co-founders ride around in Cadillacs. They don't sit on leather seats. They don't ride first class. I mean, these are hardworking people that don't make a ton of money. Still, with our kennel staff and the amount of work that we do, we spend close to $2 million a year on our work. And it never stops. It's month after month. I mean, you divide that by the month, you'll see about how much money it takes each month for us to operate. Uh, We appreciate any and all donations, and like this month, we've got 
seven or eight reunions coming in, you know, those can cost anywhere between $500 to $5,000 a piece, depending on where the dog's coming from. We have more dogs that are be coming from Afghanistan. That is a real challenge in and of itself. We may have to go to New Delhi to pick up some and then fly them to LaGuardia from there just because of the logistics and getting dogs out of Kabul. You know, we're not personally going to go to Kabul. I will not risk my team's safety. No, no, no. And, you know, there is a lot of international challenges that you face. I, though, salute everything that you and your team are doing there at uh, Mission Canine Rescue. I'm just honored to have you on the show. Please, everybody, check them out. See what you can do to help. And uh, any parting message, Bob? No, I just want to thank everybody for telling someone about what we do. And I appreciate that. I can't ask for anything more, and we'll let nature take its course on the money. All right. You give uh, Navy a nice treat from my dog, Kona, okay? I'll do it. All right. Hey, everybody. I've been speaking with Bob Bryant from uh, Mission Canine Rescue. I want you all to uh, please check out my site, ardenmore.com. Big favor, trying to get to that 1,000 mark of YouTube subscribers. If you just do Art and More YouTube, you can be on my subscribe to me for free. I really would appreciate it. Go to fourleggedlife.com. You'll see more things that I'm doing, lots of videos, lots of shows. I want to thank my producer, Mark Winter. He is the surgeon of sound. He is the executive producer of Pet Life Radio, the largest pet radio network on the planet. So until next time. This is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. All behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.